She's Molly. And she's April. And we are the Book Besties. Meet Denise, who's 40, and she's an accountant by day and just was trying to find love and got bit by a dude in a club and now has to figure out how to feed herself. Pop your cherry, you're a vampire. Girl, girl, are you passing a kidney stone? Are, 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 are you birthing a small child? What is going on? I'm going to sleep with all these human women and find out what happens. Science is fun, kids. If they weren't driving flashy cars, if they weren't driving Audis, this is a horrible story. Yeah. Hey. Um, hey, babe. Oh, okay. my gosh. Are we so, matching? Um, we're totally matching. Minus my Penelope Cruz glasses. Which Ooh, I like those. Are they Benny? new? Um, yeah. No, I just yeah. don't wear my glasses as much as I should, you know, because terrible yeah. life choices and all that jazz. I have a pair from there, too, that's like my backup pair that I was all excited because it's like pink and that's my favorite color. Mm-hmm. It's like this right. color pink. And it's your jam. That, that my wall is behind me. If you're watching on YouTube, this is the color of my glasses. And I was so excited about them, but I never wear them. I wear these that I paid oh, no. an arm and a leg for. From the eye doctor. But they're like blue. I like your eyeglasses. I know. Like, for some reason, I just sort of feel like, you know, I love pink. It's my favorite color, but mm-hmm. it doesn't go well with red hair and freckles and green eyes. And I say, do you, boo boo. Do you. But I don't know. Zenny's my jam. Not sponsored, by the way. Zenny's we're not sponsored jam. by anybody. Hey, sponsored. I'd love to have them as a sponsor someday, I mean, but we we're won't not be sponsored. more than happy to wear glasses. <laughs> but Zenny's my jam. I yeah. have rainbow sunglasses i have those green ones i wear all the time yeah yeah i have like those so i mean i we, jam. we buy our we buy our oldest uh glass not sunglasses but his glasses from there because uh he's had glasses since he was five and mm-hmm. like they're expensive and he breaks them a lot so that's, that's where pipers are from because yeah. i don't trust her with expensive glasses yeah. because she's a tween who forgets everything yeah it's hard okay so i guess we should get into it yeah Right, yeah. I mean, you're hosting this. You're both. Yeah, I'm hosting this week. Yay! I picked the book that we're doing this week. So, uh, welcome everybody. Uh, thank you for joining us, episode three. This is very exciting. Uh, we appreciate the comments, the feedback, the sharing, um, the people the who like are the following. Subscribe. Yeah, liking and subscribing, and our followers. Um, we Your definitely are reading them. Yeah. Swear. Yeah. We definitely value feedback. And so, you know, we're new to this and this is just a fun project for us. And if you listen to the first episode, you know that this is just about us connecting together and sharing our love of books with other people. And so it's great to have everyone here. Today, we're actually going to talk about a, the book I picked, which is Twilight. Um, which is our bonding book, by the way. Yeah, yeah, definitely is. Um, and also The Hunger Games was the other one, because we definitely went to yeah, the movie together definitely. for that one. And, That's um, true. But uh, Twilight is, I think it's a good choice for our third pod, because it's one of those books that people passionately love and people passionately hate. And, oh, so many um, people hate it. So many people hate it. And I think that, like, within the fandom, there's even, like, elements of it that you can hate. And it is such a good guilty pleasure book. Um, and so, yeah, so we're going to talk about Twilight today. And um, we'll... Lots of strong opinions, for sure. Yeah, lots of strong opinions, for sure. Um, so, um, yeah, let's get started, I guess. Oh, I do want to say that... Um, we do realize that there are four books in the series. Uh, we have we have read all of them. 
Um, several times. Several times. I just reread Twilight again uh, a few months ago. Um, it is my guilty pleasure book for sure. And we know that there are four books in the series, but we're going to focus on the first one today. We may like pull in smidges of things later that happen. And if, and if you want to hear us cover the others, tell us in the comments. Yes. You'll be more know. than happy. Or a comparison contrast to between the two the books in the series. Yeah. We have lots of opinions about that. Yeah, there yeah, that series can get a little plot holy, so uh, <laughs> a smidge. Um, so we can definitely if you are interested in hearing our take on um, you know, New Moon, Eclipse, and Breaking Dawn, we can definitely do that later. But today we're just gonna focus on Twilight, the book that spurred the fandom of many young teens, Twilight. tweens adults who like shiny vampires so <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna pull a quote from uh, a deborah harkness book vampires do not sparkle if oh. anybody is a fan of deborah harkness's series she has very very strong feelings about vampires and how they sparkle so nice. is that from discovery of witches it is it's really well, funny Yay, listeners, if you uh, like that series, if you're a fan of that series, we're going to be covering that one later in the pod. Um, so I just got the book from the library, so I will start reading Yay! it. I'm super yeah, excited about that. I know. But I haven't read it. Twilight. But we, but we got to focus on Twilight. So Word. let's talk about Twilight. Um, at this point, I don't feel like we can have spoilers for this because if you haven't seen the movie or read the book of Twilight, you're probably never going to. If or you, you live under a rock. If you live right. under a rock, that's not our problem, baby. It's, it's sort of like me with Harry Potter. Like, I don't like it, but I know all the things. Like, I know what house I am and all that stuff. So, um... Now, she reluctantly knows her house. Let's make that clear. Yes, I'm a Ravenclaw. I know that. <laughs> but I don't really know what that means. But anyway, um... Uh, so, let's talk about it. So, it's a guilty pleasure book for real. Um, it is... One of those books that, um, like for me, when I read it for the first time, yeah, let's talk about that. When I read it for the first time, I was teaching high school. So you all know that I'm a children's librarian, so I no longer work at high school. Um, but I was teaching high school at the time, and Twilight was like huge. Um, my students were all reading it. Everybody wanted to, you know, be Team Edward or Team Jacob and like, all the things. So they were like, you have to read this book. And I was like, okay, I'll read it. Um, which I frequently did for my students, but like I fell deep into the fandom at the same time, about maybe a month after I started, or after I read the first book, um, I actually met my husband, um, who is incredible. And he is the editor of this podcast. Um, which and, he will edit out that we said, which he will probably edit out that we said that. Um, <laughs> uh, he actually bought me the whole hardback series box set, which is true love, everyone. That's true love. Um, and he read it with me, which is awesome. So I read his favorite book and he read all four Twilight books. And to this day, he still claims, um, he doesn't really like them, but he's read all four books and seen all five movies. So... Says the woman the that's forcibly reading Harry Potter. Yeah, <laughs> I guess that's true. <laughs> so let's see. Um, the first time I read Twilight, I remember seeing a book trailer by a fan on YouTube. Okay, I can't remember what year it was, and I wasn't. Pr I hadn't had Piper yet, so mm -hmm. before '09, and I was like, okay, this definitely looks like a kid made it, but. 
I need something new to read. Yeah. And so I went to Target and remember everybody remembers when Target had their like spotlight deals for books yeah. and books were like super cheap. And I bought mm-hmm. book one and I was off duty because I was active duty at the time. And I read book one in under a weekend and I'm like, son of a biscuit eating badger. I have to read the rest of both. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, this is a kid's book. Don't tell anybody you're reading it. And now I'm like, whatever. Yeah. yeah. I love these books. <laughs> Like, I feel like there are a few YA series that, like, really do pull in adult readers. And this is definitely one of those. Oh, for sure. And and in some ways, this is surprising to me because um, I guess the concept of romance isn't something that adults shy away from. I mean, there are – there's a huge – I mean, romance novels sell hand over fist. I mean, they make a lot of money. Um, romance and mysteries, that's what everybody's, you know, the adults are into, not me, but, um, so I have a theory about this adults that are into this book. Yeah. So I have a theory. So the reason I think women of grown women that are into this book. Yeah. Didn't have what they idealize as high school romance. Hmm. So. The reason we enjoy these books so much is it touches on something we never had. Interesting. Well, I had a high school sweetheart. I didn't have what, and you know, Brian, we're pals. I dig you, bro. But I don't think what is the traditional high school sweetheart storyline. Yeah. And Bella and Edward are like this love at first sight, whole spiel that they believe believe they belong together. And there's underlining love story from high school that ev- everybody thinks they want and desire. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, I mean, I can see that. I mean, I had my first boyfriend um, and I dated for over a year and we were like ridiculously cute. Um, <laughs> it was like, I don't know if you know the song. Um, oh, I can't even think it was by, but it's like, uh, um, we sure, we sure are cute for two ugly people. Like that was us. Yeah. Um, but I, <laughs> For me, this book is so dripping with, like, saccharine ridiculousness. And it came out at the perfect time where emo culture was, like, a big thing. So everybody was already, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Emo was why It was. Yeah. So, I mean, everybody's already painted black and, like, you know, gothy and deathy and, like, I just have a lot of feelings. And it was I'm never a face, mom. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I feel like it came out at the right time. I think the reason I liked it is because, you know, I, I just liked diving into this cutesy thing. Mm-hmm. And and um, we'll talk. Let, we could talk about this now. I guess for me, this book has. I still read it. I have read it a lot, and I mean, I can't even remember how many times I've read it at this point, but. Every time I read it now, I I really take an issue with the romance in it because it doesn't it doesn't feel romantic. It feels it feels like two people who want to understand romance but do not understand love. And well, it's it's two loners trying to figure out who they are in a world of extroverts. Yeah. And they're like, you're a loner and I'm a loner. We're mildly attractive to each other. Let's figure this out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can see that. Yeah. Um, 
I, I did you read uh, Midnight Sun that came out? I have last not. Summer? Okay, I so, did get I did get cliff notes from a twelve year old. Does that count? <laughs> so, um, for for our listeners, Midnight Sun, and I guess for Molly who hasn't read it, Midnight Sun is the Twilight, the first book of Twilight series from Edward's perspective, and it actually made me like him less and feel like. I could see that. He's very creepy. Like he's like he's a creepy vampire. But I don't feel that way when I read Twilight. <laughs> I only okay. felt that way from when I went first, Midnight Sun. From my first reading to the second reading, mm-hmm. it there I, I wrote a note about this. And like Bella is constantly stressing about how Edward looks at her. Mm-hmm. And it's like, dude, stop putting your issues on her whatever your problem is with her is not her fault and i'm like girl snap out of it whatever edward's issues are aren't you right like just because edward has a problem isn't your problem he is your literally he's just a deskmate in one class yeah yeah but like i'm more of an adult adult now than when i read it the first time when i was still technically adult and in charge of teenagers so I don't know if I thought okay, that was a good idea, so but we're I, jumping ahead. Did you want to do like a overview? I didn't even think about that. Uh, I am not sure that we really need an overview of this one. Do okay. you, do you think we do? No. Okay. If you don't know what the book means, if you don't, oh, sorry, let's try that again. If you don't know the storyline, leave a comment. Somebody will be more than happy to tell yeah. you what the book's about. Here's the short version of Twilight. Bella Swan moves from Arizona to Forks, Washington, from Phoenix, Which, Arizona to Forks, Forks Washington. BTW, Fork, the people of Forks, as a person of the fandom, I apologize right. for what our fandom has done to your poor little yeah. town. I'm Although sure- the Quaalute tribe actually has on their website, like some of the myths that are That's from- fantastic. Which is really cool. I still feel bad that, I mean, we may have helped your economy- Seeing 12-year-olds covered in glitter saying that they're vampires. Probably not the way they wanted to go. Not the awesomest thing. And we're, I mean, I will apologize. I'm sorry if I fit into that dynamic. I'm sorry. (laughs) Okay, so the rest of the synopsis is that after she moves there, she meets, I mean, essentially, I call them the popular crowd. They seem to be the popular crowd that she hangs out with. Um, And then she, huh? The plastics. The plastics. Yeah, Jessica would totally be a part of the plastics, 100%. Um, so so she meets the Cullen family. Um, when you're really, when you read this more than once or have dived into the fandom, you know that they're not all Cullens, that some of them are Hales, and it's a whole thing. But really, they're not all Cullens because they're all vampires, and none of them are actually related to each other. And she has feelings for the youngest one, who has the bronze hair, which they never got right in the movies. And um, I, he has a crooked smile because what's a good YA book without a boy with a crooked smile? Crooked smile. <laughs> I mean, technically, J- Doctor Cullens did turn several of them. Yes. What is- some of them have his genetics and technically make them family. Well, see, we can get into spo- like like weird plot holes later in this. Science, but yeah. Like, I don't know. Um, 
so yeah, so they fall in love. The lion or the lamb falls for the lion. What a stupid, <laughs> what a, the lion falls for the lamb. What a stupid lamb. What a, what a masochistic, masochistic lion. lion. Yeah. I messed that up. I'm sorry, Stephanie Meyer. I apologize. It's like, I, I'm not. I literally but. have that hanging on my wall in my office. Like, I'm not joking. That quote is on my wall in my office. Um, so sorry about that. But um, yeah, so they fall in love. And, you know, what's a girl to do when she loves a vampire? Like, what do you do? He wants to eat you. But not really because he's a vegetarian. He eats, drinks animal blood. Yeah. Vegetarian. vegetarian. So that's the story of the first Twilight book. And also, of course, there are people that want to kill Bella because what kind of story would it be? And I think this gets to my next point. So let's talk about Bella as a heroine or main character. What do you think about this? Okay. So I have a couple thoughts on Bella. First and foremost, like when we first meet Bella, we learn she's the grown up in her life. Yeah, she is. She is raising her mother. Mm hmm. When she goes home to Forks, she's taking care of Charlie, which I have beef with the fact that they don't show that in the movie because she's constantly making meals for Charlie. She's doing the dish, yeah. the laundry. The and dishes. instead they like eat at a diner, which is ridiculous. I get it because they needed more backstory to show these vampires in town or whatever. We'll get into the movie crossover, but I find Belle, I, I find it that Bella reached out to someone that was more emotionally mature because mm -hmm. Edward is more emotionally yeah. mature, even though he's 17. Yeah. I see her latching on to him as like a, I get it. I see the point of that is yeah. she's the grown up in her life. And I don't think she's ever been a kid. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like she's like, she had to learn how to wash. She probably learned how to wash laundry at six years old because her mom flooded the house. That's Probably. my assumption. Yeah, Renee is a mess. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, so here's my issue with Bella as the hero of this book. She's not a hero. She's no. the main character, but she's not a heroine. And um, this book is the whole series, with the exception of the last book, which has some chapters written from Jacob's point of view, which was a really weird choice. Um, weird. The, the book is told from Bella's point of view. And... Um, that makes sense because really the audience of that book, the majority of the people who read it are women. Um, and so you're getting, you know, it's the woman's first love experience or whatever. When I read it for the first time, I loved her. I loved her so much. I wanted her to have this great love of her life. She was so awkward and different. And really, she was always made to be a vampire. And like, that's one of the things I loved about the story. Fast forward to a few years later when I read the Hunger Games series and I was like, oh, this is what a woman in YA literature should be. This is what a right. woman in YA literature should be. Katniss is strong and independent. And the fandoms between these two cross over a lot and get compared a lot. And in the third Hunger Games book, Katniss makes a comment that she overhears uh, two of the characters talking about her and she's going to choose Gail and Peta and she's going to choose the one that she needs the most. And her comment is they're mistaken because I don't need either of them. And no. I feel like Bella doesn't have that strength without Edwards, without Edwards, she literally falls apart, Crumbles. literally falls apart, which is ridiculous because she, like I said, she was the grown up. Well, and How she's, is and she's 16. 
how is it she went from being the grown-up for her mom and her dad yeah. to this boy leaving town in book two right to not being able to function as a human being right. like right I said she was 16 I, she was actually 17 but yeah so that I totally agree with you and I feel like even now reading this book as a parent I have a different view on it than I did when I was like I was single when I read the first book like I didn't even know Tom um, but now as a parent, when she's like telling Charlie what she's going to do, with, I, it's like when you watch The Little Mermaid as an adult, it's like, no, you are a child. You're going to do what I say because I am your parent. I okay. made you. I'm going to give you an Elsa quote right now. Yeah. You can't meet somebody you just met. Like yeah. Elsa, like, okay, let's, let's yeah. all be Elsa for a moment. Yeah. You are not marrying a stranger. No. You are not in love with a dude you just met no. two weeks ago. And like, and, I, I totally I, see high school sweethearts working. Like I have my other best friend. Um, we've talked about her before too. She's married right. to her high school sweetheart. They, which is amazing. Yeah. That's and they probably grew together. They did. Um, and I think that's actually why we mentioned them with the last one, because yeah. you know how she and I had been friends for so long, but, um, but I don't, Bella's never like, she's, I, Oh man, I don't even okay, know. So <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> So I let my oldest Piper, who's 12 going on 25, mm, read she always this has series. Mm-hmm. So she, Piper read this and we mm-hmm. had a conversation afterwards and I asked her opinion about Bella mm-hmm. and she goes, she goes, she's really smart. And I go, yes, she is really smart. She goes, why is she whiny? Oh, I like Piper. She's good. People. And I go, I don't, and you know, I don't see the whiny until the movies. Yeah. Right. Movie by Bella is, but I think what Piper's seeing is her dependency on someone else. And yeah. she's, she's interpreting Bella's love me yeah. on someone else. Now, yeah. don't get me wrong. I like Bella as a character. I think she's she's well thought out. I think she's well-rounded. I don't think she is a one-dimensional character. No, I don't I, either. I just think that when we talk about female heroines mm-hmm. in books mm-hmm. we want them to be multi-dimensional mm-hmm. but we also want them to be able to stand on their own two feet right and bella is written as i need a man yeah bottom line yeah and i mean she was i mean again book two i'm bunk- jumping into book two but I mean, right. she was like suicidal we right? literally have chapters that are just a single page that just have a month on them right. and in the movie they do that thing where they like keep spinning around and you spinning can see the, the scene day, it's changing just, and, and she then she's like move. jumping off cliffs to see edward's yeah. feet and yeah. it's just she's insane okay. anyways so yeah so i mean i totally agree with you and i also feel like what books and, and this is me being a librarian and like I criticize literature for a living. Like a li- I love being a librarian because part of my job is reading books and deciding if they're good for kids to be on my shelf. Like, should I put right. this on my shelf? Um, I don't feel like the way that we are writing female characters right now, that no. a character like then, Bella holds up because we no, are writing I, young empowered women. Right. And I don't think, we are writing relationships that way anymore. No, I no. personally am not. Ra- I'm writing YA now, and I'm not writing relationships like right. that right now. We're, but if you do want to have your, this conversation with your kids, if you're here because you're an adult and you've never read the books, and you're like, cool, maybe I'll learn something. If you do, your kid does read this. Read it yeah. with them. Right. Have a conversation with them about what relationships look like. Right. Because let's not lie. 
all relationships are different. Right. Marriage is not just one way. Right. Romantic relationships are just not one way. Right. The way you, you can be romantic and platonic with somebody. You can mm-hmm. be romantic and in love with somebody. And I think this book does not cover the basis of what children, right. tweens need to know about love. Right. And okay, that was a little deep. My bad. No, no. Hey, I love it. I love it. Um, and I feel like what this book does is it gets the idea that you need to be lost in that first relationship. Because as you mentioned, she went from being the person who took care of her mom and her dad to to being completely lost and consumed by that relationship. I will say this, the longer she's in Forks, the more Charlie's taking care of her. I did notice, like I did write down that Charlie put the snow chains on her car. I know. Like, I you know, and he bought that. the he bought the truck for her, which was really sweet. And like, he bought the bedding and, and set up her yeah. room and did the things. Like, yeah, right. Like, I mean, but he, I don't think Charlie knows how to be a dad. Yeah, Charlie knows how to be good time Charlie, right? Because he had her on the weekends. But right. now that Bella's there consistently, he doesn't know how to parent. Well, that's, that leads to one of my other things I wanted to talk about: Are Renee and Charlie good parents? Are either of them good parents? Parenting is a scale. Yeah. Parenting is a scale. And I didn't have... My mother was a great mom. My birth father... I I don't talk about this a lot, but my, my parenting dynamic wasn't amazing. Right. But that does not take away from the other grownups in my life growing right. up. That made up my parenting dynamic. I had my Aunt Pam. I had grandparents. I had other people that showed me how grownups behave in the world. Right. Did I have to still learn things from other adults when I became an adult? Yes. Yeah. But my point, I'm getting to a point, I swear. My <laughs> point, my point is, is she wasn't abused. Mm-hmm. She wasn't maltreated. She was loved. Let's not, let's underline this. Both her parents yeah, loved her. They loved her a lot, for sure. They loved her a lot. And I think both, I don't think Charlie nor Renee were ready to be parents. Yeah. And I think they were doing what was, they thought was best for Bella. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes that looks differently, right? Yeah. I, I think Renee, that meant teaching Bella how to be a like a caregiver. Yeah. Charlie was space. Charlie was parenting by space. Right. He was in her business when he felt like it was important. Right. He was in her business when he felt she needed him. Right. But parenting looks different from different points of view. Right. So I, I think I feel like when I read the book and all of the books, really, I really struggle with Renee's decision to leave Bella. Oh, and it's very selfish. It is. And even though Bella says that she chose that and that she's going to go be with her dad or whatever, to me, it looks like you chose a man over your daughter. And like, what kind of example does that set for her? And then she goes and falls in love with a vampire. So obviously it wasn't a very good one. Um, I feel like Bella's need to parent her mom is her going, I'm sure that conversation went, I'll stay here with you if you want. And Bella 
feeling the need to fix that situation yeah. as always for Renee. She's like, right. no, mom, go. I'll live with right. Charlie. Right. But I also feel like, I mean, I know that she, yeah, I, I know Renee is not a, a real person, although Molly and I enjoy talking about fictional characters as if they are real people. Because but they I, are in our hearts. But God I feel like it. my gut reaction, if I knew someone personally who did that, I would be like, oh, why? But then the other part of me is like, but she really hasn't had that time with her dad. And I actually mm-hmm. like the dynamic between Charlie and Bella. I don't always think that he has like control of the situation because she's so used to being independent and kind of doing whatever but she wanted. Charlie doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah. Right? True. Like, it's like giving a 12 year old, a golden retriever puppy right. and just being like, best of luck, buddy. I hope you figure this out. Right. On your own. <laughs> but I, I feel like so many people can chalk up bad relationships too. Well, she had daddy issues and I don't, I don't know that Bella really did. I think she no. had two different. Well, really, if you read the book, entire series she had three different lives she had her life with renee Mm -hmm. then she had another life with charlie and then she had a third life that was ultimately her life with the cullens right um i i struggle with it because sometimes i just want to be like charlie you are literally the chief of police how are you letting that boy be up in your house like in the middle of the night what kind of cop are you man come on come on and the fact that Charlie's spidey senses don't go off. Right. He's like, he's like, oh, I love Dr. Cullens. Bruh, he's yes. a vampire. Oh my gosh. Okay, so that's a great transition to my note here. Um, I'm uh, language war- warning. My note says the Cullens, colon. How the fuck do people not realize they aren't human? <laughs> so I mean the description I mean, of them. Gorgeous. Right. Well, it, you know, like, okay, so I have a note about this, actually. Like, the the way uh, Jessica t- explains who the the Cullens are at the lunchroom, mm-hmm. it's like Stephanie Myers was setting up for a movie montage. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I can hear the, the plastics cu- song in the background that, yeah. you know? Nice. <laughs> The little one, Shh, they say her hair's full of secrets. Like, yes! <laughs> let's not lie. Her dad Alice's invented hair, toaster strudel. <laughs> like, Alice's hair is full of secrets. Alice's hair is full of secrets, that's for sure. Um, but the way that they're described in there, we talk about them being beautiful. The description is that they're beautiful beyond... Um, you know, human features. Like comparison. Oh, yeah. Right. They're Greek gods. They're this. They're right. It. But I don't know. I haven't actually read the graphic novel version of Twilight, but I've seen illustrations and I've read um, the authorized companion um, that Stephanie Meyer wrote, which uh, if you haven't read that and you are a Twilight fan, I highly recommend it because one of the things that's brilliant about it is Stephanie Meyer created all these different stories for characters that are around for like a hot second. They ha- all have a backstory and it's in this book and it's amazing. Um, but she has illustrations. I do of, that, like, by the way. A lot of authors I know, do that. I do I know. that. I know. Once you told me that you had done that and I was like, good, Stephanie Meyer did that. Um, and she's a <laughs> millionaire now. Um, but but that book has illustrations in it. So you can see what she envisioned they looked like. They don't look human to me. They're very humanoid. They're, they do not look human. Um, and I understand that they can be beautiful, but that pale skin. Okay. I'm pretty pale, so I can live with that. But they, the, way they, 
the way they talk about the dark circles under the eyes um, and the, the skin is almost opaque, that kind of things, that's not natural. No. And you would be, let's not lie, CPS would be involved if all the children in this family. dating each other. What dating each other and they all look this sick. Yeah. You're describing sick children. Right. They're opaque. They have circle under your eyes. Okay. They don't eat at lunch. Right. Can we talk about this for a second? They have never eaten at lunch. Yeah. Okay. Do you don't think the guidance counselor's not going to walk over and be like, Alice, sweetie. Right. If they weren't driving flashy cars, if they were driving Audis, this is okay. a horrible story. Like, this, so this is I like an seg- abuse story. I want to segue into something. There is this girl, I'm going to forget her name on TikTok, that does like point of views as grown ups in the high school of. Oh, you sent it to me. I sent these to you. And she's like, like, she'll be like teachers and the guidance counselors, and they talk about how creepy the Cullen's kids are. Yes. I will find it and I will put it in the descriptions because we'll link into the the descriptions. Because she's so hilarious. Yeah. And she's just. It's so funny. She is so spot on because she's pointing out things we're all noticing. Yes. Okay. So, um, but the first time you read it, I don't know that you get that because you're no. drawn into this fantasy of this relationship. Right. And let's not lie. It, it, it's this beautiful. Stephanie Miles writes a beautiful story. It is. Well, I, it, uh, it, it, is, it is a lovely story the first time you read it. Yeah, so but honestly, the writing is kind of a hot mess. Right. In the right. first book. In the first right. book. She becomes a much better writer as time goes on. Right. And and we all do. Mm-hmm. We all do. So um, I have a couple notes about, yeah. um, about like, how obsessed the local boys are about Bella. Yeah. Like, what is like, up with that? Like, okay. I'm from a small town. Mm-hmm. Me too. So every time a new kid came in. Everybody was obsessed with them, right? Yeah, but we weren't obsessed with them in like a positive way. It was like, ew, there's a new kid. Oh, see, not in our school. Like everybody wanted to know them, what they were about. They they were nosy. It was it was fuel for the rumor mill, right? But I have a note: Mike equals golden retriever. Yes. (laughs) Bella, 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 and it's like. Dude, and like, all it's of the like guys. that guy has not realized that there are other girls in his school. Like, well, and I think like he is like he hasn't noticed girls because he grew up with them. I grew okay, my husband yes, and I. But- are- Okay, when you grow up in a small school, the way they describe Forks is this very small class. Right, like, their classes are very small. Right, my husband and I graduated from Tioga Center in upstate New York, and in Tioga County. Our graduating class was a whole whopping 96 kids. Wow. And that was the biggest graduating class in 2002. It's a long time ago, kids. I know. Shh. Um, 2000, turning 40 this year. Oh. But when you grow up with the same kids, when you start in kindergarten with the same people and you grow up with them as you go, you don't always see them in a lustful attractive way you just see them i totally disagree with you because teenagers are always horny and want to get up on that for word but i mean i was always the loud kid that nobody noticed until i had boobs so uh (laughs) (laughs) i'm not gonna lie like i was flat okay i'm gonna get whatever i was flat chested till high school and then all of a sudden 
people knew who I was. And I was like, <laughs> y'all know I've been here the whole time, right? right? I had a senior. His mom babysat me, knew me my whole life, would swim every summer with me. He's like, hey, who are you? Yeah, but Molly Johnson, you jerk face. Like, you've known me since I was seven. <laughs> but there's a flaw in this theory that you have. Oh, shit. Mike didn't grow up there. That's he true. moved there from California. So, okay, maybe Mike it, it just wants to find another outsider. Yeah, but it doesn't, it doesn't add up to me because he essentially this group of friends that she falls into to me seems like they are the in crowd and right. mike has the you know early mid 2000s like slicked hair going on and like he looks like ted draco malfoy like short yeah um so yeah so he's got that going on and there's jessica over there <laughs> batting her eyes and being all <laughs> there's Which, no way, the way there's no way that boy hadn't noticed her by the way, I I love the casting for this little group. I think. Yeah. I love the casting for this little group. Well, but and I Anna Kendrick was cast in the movie before she was Anna Kendrick. Right. You know? And I think she was really good. She was really good in she camp. Was, she, yeah. Oh, she was fantastic in camp. Okay. Anyways. Uh, but I feel like, I don't know. Mike just, he, I don't know. Mike, there's something about Mike. I just can't shake. I don't like at. him. I don't well, like him. I think it's about having something not everybody else has. Yeah. Bella was, and everybody was chasing her. Okay, I don't so. like him because I feel like he, uh, I'm actually going to use an example. I know this person will be listening to this because she is our number one fan right now. Um, she may be our only fan right now. I don't know, but I know Definitely. she'll be listening to this. She, uh, so my friend Megan, um, she and I watched the show Zoe, Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, which big time bummer. Oh, I love that canceled. show I know, so I know. much. Such a bummer. The first season, she really did not like the relationship between Max and Zoe. And I loved their relationship. I why? wanted them to get together. And here's why. And this is how I feel about Mike. When you are friends with a girl, you do not own the opportunity to be in a relationship with her. Word. And and that is what Megan's biggest issue was with Max and Zoe. And that's the issue I have. He feels with Mike. like he had dibs. He thought he had dibs. He called shotgun. Right. And you so don't Mike get to do that. So no, boys, no, no, if no. you're listening, you and my sons, if you're listening, you do not get to own a girl because you're friends and with her. Vice versa, ladies. Right. You don't own vice him versa. just because she's your friend. Nope. No. We and don't I get feel to like and, until you're go walk into the car, babe cakes. And, and, preach. And I don't think that's something you really understand as a kid and a teenager. You just see shiny thing. I want that thing. And I think it's really hard when you're dealing with the hormones of being a teenager and the you, the brain isn't fully developed until 25 and you're dealing with all of this immaturity, but you think you're grown. And so if you're friends with somebody, it gets really murky of why don't Real we fun. have feelings oh. for each other? Oh, yeah. Um, I'm sure you've seen it in high school. Oh, all 100%. The, like, the, that group of like eight friends that yeah. were like four boys and four girls and they were all dating each yeah. other. And yeah. then a mystery disease passed around and they're Ugh. all dating one person. It's and... never a mystery disease. It's never a mystery. It's always mono. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, never did I know a student having the clap, but it was mono. There was mono that went around. All right, so oh, Mono did. Okay. So how how about we talk about for a second? Um let's talk about how vampires are portrayed in this book and in this series. So the traditional vampire, you have the pale skin, the long fingers, which we Sleep do get night. that in that. 
we we get the dark circles on the eyes. We get that in this book. But we also get can't come out at sunlight. They don't have that issue. They can't come out in sunlight because they'll be shiny. Yeah. Um, and we get the idea that here. Right. Sparkly vampire. I, that's how I like my vampires personally. Um, but uh, we get the idea that um, there's some sort of altruistic, better than other vampire vampires. And people who are fans of the vampire genre actually do not like Twilight most of the time. I, okay. So as a person that likes vampire novels, mm-hmm. part of the reason I read Twilight is because I love vampire. Yeah. Vampire. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels candy coated. Yeah. I and feel so, like. And so that's why I like it because I don't like scary things and I don't like vampire things, but I like. This. I feel like this is a shiny rock. Yeah. I feel like vampire stories are supposed, there is supposed to be. Edward is constantly saying he's dangerous, mm-hmm. but the way he is written, mm-hmm. he is a puppy. Right. There is no sense, like, even when he, like, tries to show her and he takes her on these runs and he shows her all these things about how strong he is. And it just, it feels more playful. Right. When you read other vampire novels, there is... They're dangerous. They're very dangerous. There is a threat of danger. You will lose your life. Right. And Edward's lust for Bella, his need for her blood, this whole thing... it's very romantic air quote i'll say right. it's very i love you it's not right. i'm gonna drain you and kill you and you're never gonna see the light of day like most vampire novels right and the romance that comes in in vampire novels traditional vampire novels it's the idea that uh, he would uh seduce a woman a vampire would seduce a woman um into his bedroom and then right. bed her and then eat her basically right. which right yeah um so <laughs> which, my mind went somewhere sure. dirty for a second <laughs> um <laughs> dealer's choice so um we do actually get a little taste of that at uh, there's a pun pun for you in the last book um we do know that there's a vampire who um bedded many women and impregnated them and then right. they there were little halflings like like uh Renesme um which again the companion um guide to it goes deeper into his story and he really was like sciencing he was doing this as an experiment like he was like I'm gonna sleep with all these human women and find out what happens. Right. Um because science is fun, kids. Even for vampires. <laughs> <laughs> um, right? Yeah, so, I mean, I, I prefer my vampires shiny because I don't like scary things. Right, so then, like the baseball scene. I love the baseball scene. Yeah. I I think it's a great scene to show the candy-coated vampire, right? Right. They have fun. They're powerful. Right. There's no, there's no sense of danger. Right. It's just they're using their power to be fun right right um and then you get the dichotomy of the traditional vampires when they come into the game yeah yeah so i will say you do get a little sense of the bad evil vampires Mm -hmm. when the kids go to the the push beach Mm -hmm. and jacob and all the kids from the reservation comes out and Mm -hmm. there's that quote the cullens don't don't come come here here, right Mm -hmm. and then 
Jacob tells Bella the whole story right. of the cold ones and their their treaty with the Quaalude. Like, right. I'm gonna screw that name up. The tribe Quaaludes. Quaalude. I was saying. At least like, I think that's how you say. It. That's how they say it in the movie. I was saying it like I, the rock. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> not how I said it in my head when I was reading the book, but I right. think it's Quaalude. If if you have a proper pronunciation tell us in the comments yeah we'll be more than happy to correct ourselves right we don't want to but, offend the tribe either because they are actually a true native american right. tribe and we appreciate you guys not getting mad about the book and yeah um so also old tech alert by the way it throughout this whole book oh yeah they, they the cd player right yeah um she googles then, something although i'm not even sure she googles it she just does a web search she just well that's in the movie no, I no, think. she does. She does a web search in the in the um, book too, right? And then she's like listening to the CD player, right? Mm-hmm. And then like in chapter seven, she's talking about how she has to get the modem going, and then she's when she gets mm-hmm. after she gets back to the computer, all these pop up ads, yeah, are. kids. Right. Pop up ads were this thing when we had computers, and you'd open your browser, all these little bots would just send stuff right. to your computer, right? And dial-up internet was where the phone worked as the internet. It plugged Welcome in. Welcome to being old. <laughs> <laughs> and it made this sound. Yeah. <laughs> and then you heard, you've got mail. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Ginger's excited. Somebody's up front. Sorry about that. <laughs> oh, you know, it's cool. I like dogs. Too. Uh, so. Um, I, 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 speaking of the music, do you know what uh, band she was listening to? No, I don't. Muse. Oh, and use this all over the soundtrack. All over the soundtrack. So when Stephanie Meyer, oh my gosh, this is really painting me as like one of those crazy fans, isn't it? When Stephanie Meyer was writing the book. I knew Muse was all over the the movies. Yes. So when she was writing the book, she was listening to Muse and My Chemical Romance, which who wasn't listening to Muse and My Chemical Romance in the mid, oh, well, I was in the mid 2000s. I was hitting the club bangers, you know, little oh John gosh. and all that jazz. Yes. Oh, but you're a baby, so it's okay. But I, I was probably, it's true. I was way too old to be an emo person, but somehow I felt like I, that was my people. <laughs> I was too old for it. But anyway, okay. that's what Stephanie Meyer was listening to. And so just based on that description of what she was doing, and I think I've actually seen an interview with her where she said, it's Muse. And if I'm wrong, other fans that know more than me, please correct, correct us. Me. I'm I'm okay with being wrong. I'll apologize, but I'm pretty hey, sure it was and, news. And you know what? Link the Reddit thread in the comments. Even yeah, I, yeah. Like, do it. We're here. Show for it. It. We yeah. want the receipts, y'all. So, do let's you think? See. Do you think this book would have had the same impact if, or would it have had a different impact if Edward was a traditional vampire who fought his urges specifically and only for Bella? Like, what if he I were think, truly, like, the traditional vampire and he just didn't kill I her? don't, I think the story would be different because yeah. it, it would be more, so I just started Vampire Diaries on Netflix. I haven't read the books, I but I just started, seen it. okay, so Vampire Diaries is set in high school. Yeah, well, like, well, we owe Stephanie Meyer for launching all of this vampire. All these, oh, for yeah. sure. Now, I like, know that, I, I want to say... True Blood series. I know that that actually the After first one of those out. came. No, the first one of those I think came out before, didn't it? The books did, not but the, the show, series, right? But but the whole vampire nonsense was it started right. with with this, right? Her popularity definitely blew this up, right? But 
so there's that storyline of the bloodsuckers in the town of vampire diaries right right and like it makes all this drama and it makes it more intense i think it wouldn't he wouldn't be a high school student if he's drinking blood in a small town yeah that's a good point they're not going to be crossing paths or you're not going to be getting the dynamic and the relationship that they're having yeah and so um i don't think that that it made sense for them to be high school students anyway um but how else would they cross paths they wouldn't obviously and that's the whole point of that but i don't think it ever made sense to me that they were high schoolers because they're clearly too smart for that because they've done all this many 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 times besides the fact that apparently they're all brilliant um every single one of them let's not lie they want to start with edward being a freshman so that they can stay somewhere for longer but that since they all have those like relationships together i feel like that wouldn't work being in high school nobody is gonna just let it slide that rosalie um is making out with her brother emmett like we're just not gonna let that slide no like i went on a tirade actually about this with matt when i was re-listening to this audiobook Mm -hmm. so we never write vampires as like 40 year old accountants who randomly got bit at a club one night and right. are now trying to figure out their life. It's always a 17 year old golden goddess who's just trying to find love. Well, they're not always young because if you interview with a vampire, they're not young, right. but they also but, like, were like fancy mo- pants, rich guys. So like but more like really modern know. day, more modern right. day stuff. Right. You, you don't meet Denise, who's 40, and right. she's an accountant by day and right. Right. just was trying to find love and got bit by a dude in a club and now has to figure out how to feed herself. Right. Like, <laughs> right. And if you write that, I get credits. Thanks. <laughs> well, that's sort of the Magicians TV show kind of does that, but with werewolves. Yeah. I don't know if you saw so, Magicians. Um, do you want to finish up with like our compare contrast to the movie real quick? Yes, I do. And then I have a final quick take question for okay, you to wrap you up. That, but no, no, no. Sorry. Let's first talk about the movie. And then I have a quick take question that we'll end with. I, I think it'll be Okay. Fun. So I hate movie Bella. Hard. But I like back. Kristen Stewart. I love Kristen Stewart. Not I movie Bella. Movie why Bella. does she always she make this face? Tiny. Oh, and why is she always in pain? And uh, and why is she, she always like, oh, "Would you kiss me?" <laughs> Does she no! have girl, girl, are you passing a kidney stone? Uh, are, 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 are you birthing a small child? What is going right. on? She always, so she always looks like she has to like be hidden in her hair, and like this is. And I, I have a feeling this was all direction, by the way, by directors and yeah. like people behind I'm, the scenes. Hey, kind of, we love you. Yeah, I would blame this on the first director who only directed the first movie. Um, right. And I, I feel like the first movie is the worst of all of the movies. And I think a lot of that had to do with the direction. And Kristen Stewart is a fantastic actress. And people that have only Agreed. seen her in Twilight do not understand that. Like, she is fantastic. She's um, so good. She's so Go good. watch Panic Room. Oh, Panic Room's Panic great. Room. And she was a kid in that. But as right. an adult... Um, what is that mo- that book that we read that uh, it's about the woman with Alzheimer's and then it was made into a Oh, movie. Still Alice. Yes, Still Alice. Still Alice She's so amazing good. in that. She's amazing. Okay, you see the new Hulu show with her in it? No. And Danny Levy. 
Oh, yes, um, yes. The movie. Yes, I saw yes, it. It was so good. Movie. So, so good. good. So good. She was good in Charlie's Angels. Okay, I didn't Charlie- see that. Okay, so the new Charlie's Angels remake. K-Stu, love ya. Right. You are hilarious. Fantastic. But Kristen Stewart as Bella? No. No. Now, no. does she have the physical look of how I picture Bella? Yes. Word. She looks exactly like how I picture Bella. Of course. She does not act how i mean she's just it's bad it's so funny you can actually watch youtube clips i highly recommend people do this you can watch youtube clips that it's like bad acting in twilight and like there's a scene where she and rob stewart edward roll up into her dad's police station and she goes what is going on (laughs) and the way she said is is like what is going on like that's okay. not how you talk like that's not a natural way to talk so if you want to see a funny video about that uh try guys do a really hilarious video of how they reenact the whole that's amazing series, which i will put in comments we'll put in the comments of that's the youtube amazing. page it's so funny because the try guys are funny but like that's amazing i'm just trying to do it so that's I also don't, I'm not a fan of, talking about the first movie, I'm not a fan of the lighting. Like, everything is blue. No. Why is everything blue? It makes my brain hurt. The series as a whole, they don't do a very good job of not changing the way the vampires look. So, they, Edward, I I mean, obviously, Robert Pattinson was getting older as the series was going on, so he is changing. By the end of that series, he was so tired of press. Oh, yeah. If you look at, from the beginning of. And there was like a whole scandal where Kristen Stewart cheated on him and like they were, it was like a whole thing. So I'm sure he was just over it. Okay. But I I also think the cheating stuff and I think we're only getting one point of view of that. Oh, absolutely. And who knows knows what really even happened? I I feel like that was just a forced narrative to keep Twilight relevant. It could have been. It could have been. And I feel like when you have a PR agent in front of you saying, you have to be mad. Your girlfriend's cheating on you. Even if she's not your girlfriend anymore, you yeah. fake it. Or and that could be were they even like, together? Like, we don't really know. No. I mean, it could I think been... Robert Pattinson was just par- probably tired of playing the Twilight game. Well, and he's a better actor than he plays Edward. I don't know. I don't, Before Twilight, after Twilight, the only thing I saw him in was Harry Potter. And it's like, Cedric, you're a terrible actress actor you should see water for elephants he's really good that was good okay i did like that and And also the the book is really good too if you haven't read the book i've read the book i've read the book the twin towers movie he was in um there was a movie about twin towers i'll put it in the comments of what it's called well and now he's finally gonna be batman so i have strong opinions about that yeah i don't really watch the dc movies and I, i i am a comic book nerd so yeah. I do have strong opinions about all the castings. I still have issues with Ben Affleck being Batman. So yeah, I don't get that at all. Come for me in the comments. We'll fight. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so- but no, I, I, the movie, the 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 lighting was bad uh, over the series. The the characters changed too much. For the third and fourth, or sorry, the fourth and fifth, they try to make Alice's hair more similar to what it is in the right. But 
why don't we just keep consistency, man? Right. And that's what bothered me. It, it, like, actually, the way Alice's hair is described, she had basically had a shaved head that had started to barely grow out. Um, so right. in the last two movies, they kind of give her a really short wig. I liked her little flippy things she had going on. Yeah. And and they should have just kept that because the vampires are not supposed to change. The true um, rock star of those movies is Charlie. He does not change. He sticks yes. to his line. Yes. He also, well. he's a really great actor, too. He is. He's so good. What is his name? Bill Burke. Yes. And he's on um, uh, 911 Lone Star right now, which is oh, a really? Fox show. Yeah, he's a character on there. I think he might get promoted to series regular next season. That's nice. spoilers if you have seen the season finale. Um. <laughs> Yeah, so the movie, not my favorite. Um, I I have to say something about the final movie that is one of my least favorite plot holes that the movie creates, not the book. The movie ends with Alice showing Edward the future I for Red Esme and Jacob. But she can't do that because she could right. never see Renesmee's future. So why? Right. But I did love. Okay. I did love what they did with the final movie, where they gave a reason um, for right for them for Arrow not attacking them. That was brilliant, and I literally was crying love, and hysterical okay. in the movie. I was like, they "Okay, kill, they killed him! They killed him!" Killed him. <laughs> oh, killing Carlisle no. was. I, you know how many people were okay? So if you went, there was a lot of us that went to the midnight showings. Yeah, I didn't go to the midnight showing, but I went to the next day with my husband. I went to midnight showing of the last one and it was here in the Houston area. And it was a lot of us in our age group and like that with their teens and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And there was a audible (gasps) when they killed Carlisle. Yeah. (laughs) I just want to show you what Tom's face was. I know that you that are listening to this pod will not be able to see this. Those of you watching on YouTube can see. I'm literally hysterical grabbing onto Tom. They killed Carlisle. They killed Carlisle. I'm so loud. I don't know how people were not complaining. And Tom's sitting there like this. <laughs> he made no indication that he cared that this was important to him. And he's read all the books. He knows that this is not the same thing that happened in the book. And he's just sitting there blank face like, okay, so, whatever. I dragged Matthew to that. <laughs> so I dragged Matthew to that. And we all audibly gasp and gasp. And Matt leans over and goes, I don't remember that happening. (laughs) (laughs) It didn't. That's why we're freaking out. (laughs) He goes, goes, uh, am I missing something? I go, I don't know. Watch the movie. (laughs) Yeah, it was crazy. All right. So, so I actually just came up with a second quick take. So we're going to have two quick takes and I think we need to wrap up because we're getting close to that hour mark and, you know, people are, we are. And, People are done with their exercise and they don't want to listen to us anymore. So two Our quick takes. Is over. Two quick takes. What is your pet peeve plot hole of the first of the, we'll go with the series. Pet peeve plot hole of the series. Okay. So I just saw TikTok on this. Okay. Stephanie Myers has said over and over that every liquid that comes out of these vampires is venom and turns people. How do they make a baby if, okay, I'm getting graphic. If, Every liquid that comes out of those vampires is venom. Oh. She should have turned into a vampire during sex, not made a baby. 
Yeah. So my biggest plot hole is also with the baby. Uh, Renesme is their child. Um, I, I'm sorry, folks. I'm going to be a little graphic here. Sperm is alive. We both are. Sperm right. is alive. Vampires right. are dead. Also, right. does Edward just walk around with an erection all the time because he's like hard <laughs> stone? So is he just like always like packing heat, like walking around erect all the time? But somehow he has sperm. Like, how does he have sperm? <laughs> how? So that's that's also my biggest uh, plot okay, hole. Pet so I, I have to say, it, it's just it doesn't make sense. No. If, if all of the liquids that come from these vampires create venom, yeah. You're gonna die, Bella. <laughs> but it's during sexy time, so congratulations. Right. Yeah. Pop your cherry, you're a vampire. All right, so <laughs> Mazeltov. Right. Uh so now, second quick take, and then I think we're gonna wrap up for the day. Um Team Edward or Team Jacob? Ooh. Um Books, I'm Team Edward, movies, Jacob. Uh, books, Team Edward, movies, Team Jacob, but damn, Taylor Lautner. He was a child. We're not allowed to say that. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll just say that for when he was older. Okay. okay. <laughs> we appreciate the young man you have grown to be, young man. Um, I will say that I, when it comes to Edward versus Jacob, I think Jacob has always been loyal. Mm-hmm. I will not doubt. I never doubt Jacob's loyalty to Bella throughout the series. Edward constantly makes me judge his loyalty. He keeps leaving her. He makes he can't decide if he wants to stay or if he wants to go. Like Edward is trying to protect her from a literal monster himself. He is he, thinking about himself. No, he's thinking about her because he loves her enough. It's like that song, Happier. Which is, uh, I, I want you to be happier. I yeah. want you to be happier, even if that means you can't be with me. I want you to be happy, and that's why Edward is her true love because he does love her enough to be unselfish for her. Jacob thinks he owns the right to be in a relationship. That with is her. true. I will say that he does feel like he has dibs. He did call. He thinks he's got shotgun. Okay, again, we reiterate, men folk, just because you're pals does not mean you have dibs on your lady friend. Right. And girls, too. You don't have dibs on your man, friend. No. Okay, so. All right, so I think we have to wrap up. We definitely do. So next week is next week. is the fourth episode. Fourth episode. Um, I'm going to be your host. Yeah. And we're going to be talking about the selection. I brought the book over just because I was so excited. Oh, my gosh. I the have selection. Twilight on my desk here, too. Oh, the selection. Uh, okay. Kira Cass has got to have the best illustrators for her covers they are oh, gorgeous, they are gorgeous. Yeah. okay so supposedly this is in talks to be a netflix show yes i have heard that i have so that. i'll have i'll have the goods for that when we do this yeah um this so is fun. read kira cast the selection um and we will talk about that next week um yes. so thank you all so much for joining us molly as always i love to see you I, I love, love to talk your books face. about you. It's of with course. you. It's amazing. I love talking books uh, with you. Uh, as always, it's been a blast, babe cakes. Yeah. Been a blast. Uh, like, subscribe, share. All the tell things. Your friends, tell your Follow grandma. Us. Email Please, us. Tell your, 
Please tell your grandma we were talking about vampire sperm today. Vampire sperm, folks. You heard it here first. <laughs> All right. I, bye. I Thank you for joining us on Book Besties. Don't forget to like and subscribe. The views discussed here are those of Molly and April and not of anyone else. Today's book was Twilight by Stephanie Meyer. Your book besties are Molly Biggs and April Watkins. Editing by Thomas Watkins. And music is Sleep Sweetly by Brigida. Don't forget to follow the Book Besties on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. If you would like to contact the Book Besties, please email us at bookbestiespod at gmail.com.